Glory to God. Amen. Amen. God is so awesome, isn't he? Hallelujah. Great things are happening at the tabernacle. And if I need to tell you that, then you have no spiritual perception. Come after service and we'll pray for you. Amen. But God is doing great things. Amen. Amen. It was awesome last week. And family and I went on vacation. School starts Thursday. And my wife persuaded me to go on vacation for a couple of days. And I'm glad that she did. Spent some time with the kids and her. And it was awesome. But uh, we missed home. I got to preach at a good friend of mine and young man that has had the privilege of mentoring and doing a great job and it was a privilege being there but there's nowhere like home nowhere like home and uh, but I just want to say that we had a great time last week uh, during our uh, kids crusade and I want to thank each of you I looked around and people from all ages were here and worshiping and celebrating and having a good time and and I appreciate that. More than that, I appreciate the lives that were changed. Amen. Souls that were saved and the king brought into the kingdom of God. Amen. And how many know that's what it's all about? We got to get over ourselves. The body of Christ needs to get over ourselves because everything isn't for you. Come on. We got too many consumers and not enough contributors. And we got to learn that everything isn't for our consumption, but some things are for us to contribute to. And the body of Christ needs to come to that understanding so that we understand some things are for the lost. Some things are for the hurting and the broken and the downcast and the downtrodden so that we can lift them up and be the lifter of their head through the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. And that's what um, Bible school was all about, is to touch another generation. We're going to be going into uh, a time of harvest in September. And I'm going to do what Jesus did. I'm going to teach by parable. Amen? I'm going to teach by parables. And we're going to take those um, movies that everybody has watched and seen. And, and you're going to invite your lost friends and we're going to, because everybody will come to a movie, right? We ain't going to show the whole thing. We're just going to show some little clips. And then we're going to put the word on it. And then they're going to get saved. Amen. And their lives are going to be changed. Amen. And so that's what Jesus did. He went and he talked about something that people had an understanding about and showed them spiritual principles and their lives were changed. And so I'm excited about that. You'll be hearing more about that. But I want you to um, just uh, press in on that. Be praying this month of August. Let's uh, invite the lost folks to the house of God. And I'm excited to see what God is going to do in September concerning harvest. Aren't you? Amen. Praise God. And then this Saturday, we're going to be raising money um, with a pancake breakfast. And you can see Brother Bo and Sister Kathy after service if you haven't got your tickets yet. And uh, if you don't buy a ticket, then that means you have to go to Honduras with us. Amen. So just choose whichever one you want to do. And, uh, but it'll all be good, all right? Praise God. And we're going to go to Honduras 
they've been ministering there for the past seven years. They haven't had a crusade, but we're going to go preach a crusade, and we're going to see thousands of people brought into the kingdom of God in Honduras. Amen? Yes. Praise God. We need your help to be able to do that. Everybody cannot go, but everybody can participate and be a part. And whenever we are participate, then it's just like us being there. Amen? All right. Hey, it was Pastor C.T.'s 50th birthday yesterday. Amen. Amen. Again. And it's Pastor Jamie and Stacy's anniversary today. Is that good? Amen. We're going to share the word of the Lord. Are you ready for the word today? Amen. Father, give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a will to draw near to your word today. We pray that the word comes forth, God, in such a way, in such a capacity that we will grab it for ourselves and apply it to our lives, that we can be changed for our good and for your glory. And we give you praise and thanks for it in the matchless name of Jesus. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, familiar scripture. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, above all, take the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject. The devil's assignment is canceled. The devil's assignment is canceled. How many know you can cancel the enemy's assignment today? I thought I'd have more help than that, but I brought my own stuff. Amen. The enemy has come, the Bible says, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. The Bible tells us that we have a spiritual enemy who deceives and strategizes and schemes against us. Unfortunately, too many Christians today don't believe that they have a spiritual enemy and whose primary objective is to bring them down. The primary objective is to bring destruction to them. His goal is to cause you to become discouraged. 
And many are lulled asleep in this false belief that we are just existing here in life and whatever happens, happens. But there is a spiritual battle that is going on. There is an enemy, but there is also a victor. And today I want to talk to you because the devil runs around and he doesn't run around in a little red suit and a pitchfork and some horns. He doesn't run around in a little Halloween suit or costume, but he is the prince of the power of the air. Amen. He has been watching you all of your life. It's what you will give into. He watches you in your humanity and he knows exactly where you are weak, where that you have not yet strengthened that place in your life that the enemy has, he has attacked you before with great success. And the truth is, he doesn't have to be extremely bright to bring destruction to our lives. All he has to do is watch us. And as he watches us, we continue to go, up, have, we create a pattern in our life that we determine how we're going to live our life. And we have sometimes do not take the time to make adjustments and changes in our life where that we have been weak. There is a cycle that comes that we're, we are weak and then God touches us and we, get, we uh, overcome that situation only for a time to pass and find ourselves back at that same struggle, that same pattern. Amen. When you received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you broke alliances with your enemy. You broke the strongholds that the enemy has placed in your life. And you said, I am not going to live by the standard of the enemy any longer. But I am going to break alliances with your plan for my life. And I choose to live the plan of God has for me. Amen. And so today, we need to understand that Jesus is Lord, and right now, we have a spiritual authority and power that can upset the plan and the strategy of the enemy of our soul. Amen? But you see, he stirs up as much trouble as he possibly can. Amen? And... We have to understand this. He will use those closest to us to achieve his plan. If he, he'll use your friends, he will use people at work. He'll even use family members. Amen. People that you love and people that you trust. He has no boundaries. He, he plays, he doesn't play fair, but he'll come to you any way he can to bring you down. Amen. But it, it's all about one thing. He wants you to come to the point that you will get discouraged and quit the plan of God for your life. He wants you to put your Bible down and quit praying and become discouraged till you quit and give up on that dream that God has placed on the inside of you. Amen. His attack will appear most violent just before the blessing comes. You are not going through a storm because you, you aren't going anywhere. 
You're going through a storm because you have purposed in your heart. I'm going to fulfill the plan and the purpose that God has ordained for me. You're not going, you, the enemy's not going to waste his time fighting people that aren't going nowhere. Amen. You see people and they tell you, well, I don't have any problems. I never have to deal with the enemy. It's because they don't have anything on the inside. Amen. Joseph was the only brother that was fought because he had a dream. He had a purpose. He had a plan, amen, for his life. And so therefore the battle came. It didn't come to his other brothers. It came to him because he was going somewhere. I want to tell you today that that is the plan of the enemy. It's when you have purpose, when you have a destiny, when you have something greater ahead of you. He always brings a storm to discourage you. He always brings something into your life to make you feel as though this is it. I cannot make it. I cannot go on. And hope you will put down the word of God. You'll quit your praying, quit worshiping, and quit believing God and become discouraged and say, this just isn't working for me. But I want to tell you today, the Bible says the devil came to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this out loud with me. Devil, your assignment against me is canceled because Jesus lives within me. Because his blood, I have authority over you. And in the name of Jesus, I cancel your assignment today, today, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It may seem as though the devil has been fighting you all of your life and perhaps you've been overwhelmed by discouragement. But remember this, his assignment is to make you think, to make you think that you're defeated. To make you think you're defeated. Because as a man thinketh, he can't cause you to be defeated. So he's got to make you think you're defeated. So you'll act defeated. And if you think you're defeated, you'll start acting defeated and you'll live your life in defeat. Amen. And so it's his assignment to make you think that you're defeated. But let me give you some good news here today. You are not in this fight alone. God is with you. Understand this, the devil will be the one that is ultimately destroyed. In Revelation 20 and 19, it says, And the devil who was, who deceived, who deceived. Why did he deceive? Because what is deception? It means that he is telling you a lie. But we believe the lie. And because we believe the lie... We have come to a place that we make that a a stronghold in our mind that says this is truth. But we've got to understand today it is his plan to deceive us. 
but we've got to have a clear mind, amen? We've got to allow him to move in upon us, the Holy Spirit to move in upon our lives and cause us to understand that we will not be deceived. The Bible said he would deceive even the very elect if, if possible. In other words, I've got a choice in it. I don't have to be defeated. I don't have to be deceived. And I make a choice. I will not live in deception. I will not live a life of defeat because the greater one lives on the inside of me. There's too much truth inside of me to believe the hell that is coming against me. And I know the truth inside of me says that I will live and not die and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The truth of God is I am the head and not the tail. The truth of God is I am more than a conqueror in every situation and circumstance of my life. The truth is when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against the enemy. And the truth is I always win and I never lose. Hallelujah. I wish I had somebody believe it here this morning. You know, make no mistake. You will have problems in this life. Amen. But the assignment of the enemy against you will not be accomplished. God's word said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. In other words, the devil will set traps for you. He has a plan against you. But God will intervene. He will step in. He will stop the assignment before it is accomplished in your life. Amen. God's word also says in Isaiah 58, amen, that when the enemy came against us, the Holy Spirit rose up a stray, would raise up a standard against the enemy. I come today to tell you that discouragement is a smokescreen of the enemy. Your enemy's plan is to get you wrapped up in your personal problems so you will not believe the word of the Lord. Amen. The question is, what do you do when trouble comes? Do you count it all joy? Or do you tell God, all, God blame God for your problem? Do you keep walking with Jesus or do you put your Bible down? The enemy knows if he can get you to look at your circumstances of life long enough that you will not walk by faith, but you will give up. The bottom line is this, that your spiritual enemy wants you to get get your eyes off of Jesus because he knows if he can get your eyes off of Jesus and get your eyes upon the circumstances, your faith will go to an all-time low, amen, and you will, not, you will give in and become discouraged that God is able to do a thing. But I want you to know that there is not anything too hard that our God cannot do. There there is nothing that God is not able to bring you out of to overcome. There isn't anything that devil can throw at you that God cannot bring you out of. And we got to know today that our, we have confidence in him that he has provided for us, that he has taken care of us. God isn't upstairs looking down at us, playing a monopoly game, hoping that he makes the right decisions. He said we were predetermined. He has a plan for us. Amen. 
and that plan is for us to succeed and not to fail. His plan is for us to be the head and not the tail. His plan is for us to live in victory and not in defeat. Hallelujah. You believe it? Give him praise here today. If the enemy can get you focused on your problem long enough, the devil knows that it's only a matter of time until you fall into doubt and unbelief. Can God do it? And when that happens, we begin to believe our own media, our own press. Doesn't mean it's true. We begin to believe what we've conjured up in our own mind. Amen. What we have to do in those times is we must believe the word of God. Believe the word of the Lord. Amen. Count it all joy because you see these smoke screens will come. And he says that that when the smoke screens come, they come to bring discouragement to us so that we will begin to disobey and disbelieve God's word. You give the enemy opportunity and he will come in. Amen. How do you give the enemy opportunity? Ephesians 4 and 27 said, give no place to the devil. Backslidden people are those who become discouraged and quit. Amen. I am telling you today, discouragement is a lie. If you are feeling discouraged, it's just a smoke screen to try to stop you from your destiny and your purpose. Amen. You see, the devil's ultimate plan is for every Christian's life is to bring them to a place that they'll quit fighting the good fight of faith and give up on the word of God. Amen. But I want to tell you today that it is, uh, Timothy said, I fought it, or Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I've kept the faith. And henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, but not for me only, but everyone that loveth or looketh for his appearing. Amen. Every Christian gets discouraged from time to time. I said every Christian gets discouraged from time to time. Let's face it, life isn't fair. Things happen in life that leave us hurting, that leave us discouraged. And the truth is, situations and circumstances come to our life, amen, that cause us to feel like that we are so miserable that we want to give up and to quit. We don't even have to be in sin to see all kinds of trouble come our way. Huh? We don't have to be doing wrong. And we, sometimes it's the will of God that causes an attack to come. Sometimes it's purposing in our hearts that we will fulfill the purpose and the plan of God that causes the attack to come. And we've got to understand today that when those attacks come, that the Bible said, as we sang here this morning, that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. You must testify with your mouth. 
you must open up your mouth and not declare what circumstances are around you, but you've got to declare the word of the Lord over your situation. You say, well, pastor, I'm not into lying and I'm not into hyper faith. Well, I want to tell you it's faith that pleases God. Amen. I don't believe that Job's life, God was standing up in heaven and rejoicing so much over Job when everything was going his way, when he had seven sons and three daughters, the fairest in the land, when he was the richest man on the planet. It wasn't so much that it was pleasing God then, but whenever he was in boils and ashes. Now the tribulation didn't please God, but it's what come out of Job that pleased God because he didn't have any children left. His house was gone, his herds were gone, his business was gone, but yet he lifted up his mouth and he testified. Amen. The first thing he did is repented and forgave his friends for what they had done to him. And out of that forgiveness opened the blessing and the provision and the power of God that turned the thing around in his life. I want to tell you today that when you purpose in your heart that I am going to bless the Lord at all times, the enemy is going to come, but right in the middle of it, I dare you to open your mouth and say, our God is good. His mercy endureth forever. Open up your mouth and say, darkness may endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. Open your mouth and say, I will live and not die, and I will declare the word of the Lord. Open your mouth and testify against your enemy right in the midst of adversary and circumstances that are surrounding you, and tell the devil, your assignment is canceled in my life. Oh, come on and praise him right here today. Make no mistake about it. The enemy has a contract against your life. He has a plot. He has a strategy. Amen. To destroy you. However, you don't have to worry. I said, you don't have to worry because Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. Then he is greater than anything. The enemy can strategize against your life. God loves you and he wants his best for you. He has a way of causing those things that that come against you to triumph in your life and turn it around for your good. He has a way of turning tribulation into triumph. He has a way of turning sorrow into joy. He has a way of causing you to keep on walking when the enemy won't have done everything he can do to stop you. Because you see, Jesus is the Savior and the Lord of our life. Amen. Satan is already defeated. I said Satan is already defeated. Defeated. The Bible says that Jesus rendered him helpless, disarmed him at Calvary. Amen. But I want you to know today, the only thing that the enemy can work with is what you give him. Amen. I'm about to preach next Sunday's message. But I just want to tell you today. That the enemy of your soul is coming to lie to you. And if he can get you to believe the deception, 
then he can get you discouraged with his smoke screen and you begin to believe his report, you will be overcome. But the truth of the matter is the God that is in you is greater than the world that has come against you. Amen. And if we will love him, if we will cast all our care upon him and cast not away our confidence, he is more than able to bring you out. Amen. God loves you. He wants his best for you. And God's not schizophrenic. He don't love you one minute and angry at you the next. Can I tell you today, there's nothing you can do to make God love you more than he loves you right now. And there's nothing you'll ever do to cause God to dislove you. He loves you with an agape love. Amen. Because you see, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Satan has already been defeated. And when he was defeated 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom. He defeated the, our adversary, stripped him of his power. And right now he has no power except that which we give him. The only way the devil can touch you is if you open the door to him. I'm talking about the Christian. I'm talking about the one been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. The only way the enemy can get in your spiritual house is if you open the door to him. Because he cannot come across the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. But you see, we allow him. How do we allow him? With, we, we open the door with things like unforgiveness. Jealousy. Amen. The works of the flesh. When we do these things and allow them to operate in our life, we open the door for the enemy to come and to do his work in us. Amen. It, for instance, like greed. If you don't pay your tithe, if you're not faithful in your giving, then you open a door for the enemy to take everything from you financially. Amen. And so that's the reason why. It's not because I need your money. It's not because the church needs your money, right? It's because it's a spiritual principle that when I give, I shut the door to the enemy over my finances. And there is no way that he can come in because I'm walking in an act of obedience to the will of God. Amen. And so whenever I give, then I shut that door. Amen. And so I have to, whenever I want to overcome, then I have to, I have to open my mouth and I proclaim not what the enemy is speaking in circumstances around me, but I declare the word of the Lord. I declare the decree the Lord has spoken unto me. How many know that's much easier to preach than it is to do? I got two real people here. Amen. But I want to tell you today that you have to open your mouth and proclaim the word of the Lord. Devil, I take authority over you by the blood of the Lamb and my testimony. Amen. And Revelation said you must identify, you must testify with your mouth. You've got to tell the devil, I'm not putting up with this any longer. Amen. I am in Christ. And if I am in Christ, then the enemy cannot come in Christ to get me. 
Amen. I'm standing in the blessed place. And the only way the enemy can get me is if I come out of the blessed place. If I stop my confession, if I stop speaking the word of God, if I stop declaring what God has said, then it is then only then that the enemy can get me. But as long as I stay in Christ, as long as Christ is in me, and as long as I declare the word of the Lord, the enemy may come, but he cannot destroy me. He may huff and puff, but it can't blow my house down. Let the winds come. Let the storms come. Let hell assail against me. But as long as I'm in Christ, there is no weapon formed against me that will be able to prosper. Amen. You may ask, well, how do I reclaim mistaken territory that I have released to the enemy. The first thing you have to do is look at your life and if there is any known sin in your life, you have to repent of it. It's not good enough to be sorry for sin. You must repent of your sin. You must be willing to turn from your sin and change your direction and walk toward Jesus. Amen. After you repent, you need to open declare the power of the blood of Jesus Christ over your life. Amen. You must testify that the blood of Jesus has given me victory over my enemy. I tell you, when you begin to declare the goodness of God and when you begin to declare the blood of Jesus over your life, principalities have to shut up. Hell has to back up. Because the blood of Jesus is greater than the circumstances that are coming against your life. Amen. You have to take spiritual authority over your enemy. Moses was a type and a shadow of Christ. Pharaoh was a shadow and a type, amen, of the enemy. And when we look, we see Moses didn't go and tell Pharaoh, "Um, Mr. Pharaoh, would you please, uh, if you don't mind, could, could you maybe let, let, let us go? Please, please. No. He went with authority. And he declared to Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go. He didn't go around saying, Well, it might get better. He said, We're coming up out of here, Pharaoh. And we're leaving today. Amen. He didn't ask in a question form. He put it in a demand that today it is over. Today we're going to move out of here and we're going to a place that we can worship our God. You see, we've got to understand today that we have to walk in that authority and tell the enemy, your assignment over my life is canceled. The blood of Jesus has given me victory and I'm not going to live in defeat. You tell the enemy, I'm coming up out of this debt. I'm coming up out of this destruction. I'm coming up out of this sickness. The blood of Jesus is greater for me than the hell that is against me. And I proclaim the word of the Lord over my situation. Amen. That's the point we must come to. We must reach a point that we say, all right, devil, I've had enough and I'm not going to stand it anymore. I'm not going to stay here any longer. 
The story of Moses and Pharaoh is an example to you and I, amen, that, that we can live our lives out of victory and not out of defeat. That we can live overcoming instead of being overcome. Amen. Don't ever forget the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Amen. It's the devil who will accuse you of your past failure. It is the enemy that will accuse you, amen, and bring you into condemnation and cause you to remember all of your past failure and all of your past mistakes until you all you dwell on is your failure and your mistakes and you, it makes you feel as though that you're a loser and there is no way that you will ever be a victor, amen. Every time he opens his mouth, the Bible says that he is a liar. And so if he tells you you're a, you're a loser, then you ought to know you're a winner. If he tells you, you, you ain't going to make it another day, you're going to be defeated, then you ought to have enough sense. If he has opened his mouth, he's lying to you, and you're just about ready to come up out of this thing. Amen. And understand that the trouble can only endure for the night, but God has control of our life, and he will bring us out. Praise God. So when he begins to lie about you, you must declare that you have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And he has covered you with his blood. And even though your past failures and mistakes and where you have missed it in life has been covered with the blood of Jesus and he don't remember it anymore. There will be times in your Christian walk when the storms are going to be greater than normal. But the truth of it is, there are seasons of testing in your life. And in those times of testing, you will experience these times that seem like the battle feels like it's overwhelming you. And you don't know if you're going to make it through the night or not, let alone the test you're going through. Even in every believer's life, you deal with these things. I ain't got no real people up in here. Love God with all your heart, but am I going to make it through the night? I've been there, dealt with it. And whenever I didn't have nothing else to stand on, I stood on his word. When certain, nothing in my circumstances and situation would even suggest a hint of victory, I stood on his word. And I feel like Andre Crow. I've been serving him long enough now. I know that you can trust his word. I've been serving him long enough now to know that even in the fiery trials and temptations of life, that through it all, I've learned you can trust in Jesus. I've learned you can trust in God. Through it all, I've learned you can depend upon his word. And his word is enough to bring you through. Hallelujah. His word is enough to bring you into a place of victory. If you will only stand on that word, darkness can only endure 
endure for the night, but God will bring you through if you will stand on the word of God. Don't stand on circumstances. Don't stand on a people's opinion. Stand on the word of God and say, I will have victory in my life. Amen. You see, many times we come to those places in our life and we begin to agree with our circumstances. But if you are under an attack right now, don't let it get you down because the warfare that is coming against you is only preceding the miracle that is coming to you. Let me say that again. Don't let it get you down. Because the trial, the temptation, the warfare that is now coming against you is only preceding the miracle that is coming to you. Amen. Storms are a sign that you're on the verge of a miracle. (laughs) Amen. I haven't always known it and I'm not telling you that I've come to a place that I enjoy storms. But I have come to a place in my life when they come, I've learned how to laugh. (laughs) Because I know that it's preceding a breakthrough. It's preceding a miracle. This storm has only come to cause me to try to turn me back and go back and get discouraged and to quit and give up and disqualify myself. But I'm not going to disqualify myself. I'm just going to stand right here and believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to stand right here and believe the promise of God and say, I will have victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You see, if you don't quit... Amen. He has nothing left to throw at you. Do you understand the enemy don't have any power to create anything new? The only thing he can do is use what he already has available. So that means that he can't throw anything new at us. Amen. It is the same thing over and over. And if we change the way we think. Amen. Let us remember Psalms 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. It'd be sad if it stopped there, wouldn't it? But the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. In other words, it's only a matter of time until God turns my situation around. Amen. Hebrews 10 and 38 said the righteous shall live by faith. It is uh, is so easy for us to forget that the righteousness of Christ is in us. And we are not righteous of our own self, but it's because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. It's time to speak faith out of our mouth. It's time for us to tell the devil the contract that you have. It's canceled in my life. I've changed my mind. I've turned from this way. And I'm not going to agree with what you have assigned for my life. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord over my life. Amen. I'm almost finished, but let me tell you in these last days how you can overcome difficult times in your life. When everything feels like it's falling apart, talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus and not your problem. Because what you dwell on is where you're going. If you dwell on your problem, that's what you're going to live in. But if you talk about Jesus, it'll draw him to your situation. 
Amen. If you speak of his goodness and declare his word over your life, amen, lean in on him, praise him, worship him, lift your eyes to him, glorify his name. I tell you that you'll see that word that the enemy has brought against your life will have to go and the word and the provision and the promise of God will come to you. When it appears that all is lost, the devil is won. If you will just begin to praise him, if you, you, if you, have a praise in your heart I tell you victory is still possible in your life I said if you have a praise in your heart victory is still possible in your life but you have to not only let it be in your heart you've got to speak it from your mouth and when you begin to speak and declare the goodness and the blessing and the favor of God amen it will cancel the assignment of the enemy over your life amen God has already given you the promised land, but you've got to possess it. Amen. You've got to possess it. Sometimes you have to go through some things before you can get to your victory. Sometimes you've got to walk through the valley of the shadow of death so that you can enjoy the mountaintop experience. Amen. The devil has set in motion the assignment against you. But God has set in motion the purpose and the plan that he has for your life. Amen. If he could get you discouraged enough to give up and walk out of the plan and the purpose of God, then he can cause, he can get to you and he can cause you to give up. Amen. But I've come today to tell you that there's still victory in the name of Jesus. There is still victory in the blood. There is still victory in his word. And if you will proclaim the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus and the word of God, I'm telling you, you can have victorious victory in every situation of your life. Why? Because there's no weapon formed against you the word of God will not bring down. Amen. See, today God wants you to have victory and not defeat. He don't want you to be discouraged. I mean, oh, there's a lot of opportunities for us to be discouraged family problems, financial problems, work problems, world problems that cause us to feel discouraged and overwhelmed. And we've got to intentionally get in the word of God and hear the word of God for our situation and speak the word intentionally. Amen. And cancel the enemy's plot and plan against your life. Too many times we take, we say, well, whatever happens must be the will of God. You've got to quit agreeing with everything that comes in your life as the will of God. It's not the will of God for me to be sick. It's not the will of God for me to be broke, busted, and disgusted. It's not the will of God for me to be holding on and climbing up the backside of the mountain and trying to make it in. Amen. That's all baloney. Amen. And when you're discouraged, you don't need to get involved with all this gloom and despair stuff. You need to get you some worship music. And if you can't worship yourself, let it get in your heart. Until your circumstance change. 
Amen. You don't need another song about a tear in your beer or whatever. You don't need another somebody done me wrong. Huh? What you need is something that lifts up the name of Jesus. What you need is something that lifts up and glorifies God. Amen. And you may not even have enough strength to sing for yourself, but let that music play in your spirit and let it get down inside of you until you begin to have some faith for yourself and begin to testify that I really am the head and not the tail. I really am going to overcome. There is a brighter day. It hasn't always been this way and it won't stay this way, but God is for me and not against me and I will live in victory and not in defeat. Amen. And rise up and tell the devil, Mr. Devil, your assignment is canceled in my life. I cast down these imaginations. I cast down these thoughts. I've cast down this smoke screen that you have put in my life and I am going to walk in victory right here where I am. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and praise him this morning. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him today. That's the reason why I love coming to the house of God. Because there are times in my life when I'm fighting the good fight of faith, but it don't feel like I'm winning. Sometimes I don't feel like I've got the victory. Sometimes it doesn't feel like the word of the Lord is working in my life. Sometimes I don't even have enough faith to speak what I know. But I can come up in the house of God, Pastor Jamie. Because one thing is true. The enemy fights us all, but he can't fight us all at the same time. Have you ever noticed when you're down, your spouse is up? If it weren't for Renee, I'd have quit a hundred times. But it seems like whenever I get down, and I said, Pastor Jimmy, I'm just going to quit. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't making no progress. Not making any impact. I'm just going to go sell real estate. If it was in those times that Renee would slap me upside the head and say, listen here, you idiot. And she'd remind me of the great things that God. Has done in our lives. Whenever she's down, God allows me to be up, to be an encouragement and speak into her life. Say, we're going to win, baby. Just hold on. There ain't nothing we can't overcome together. And that's the reason I love coming to the house of God is because the enemy fights us all, but he can't fight us all at the same time. And right up in here today, you would be amazed how many people in this house are discouraged. How many people have washed their nets and almost given up? And like the disciples said, we've tried and we haven't caught any fish. 
You'd be surprised that the people have washed their nets on and given up on their marriage, given up on their finances, given up on God. Because of what you're going through this week. But I want to tell you at the same time, somebody's got a new job this week. Somebody's at the highest height in the kingdom they've ever been in their life. And while I may be discouraged and don't even have enough faith to lift up a praise to God, my brother and my sister have been on the mountaintop with God. And they'll lift up his praise and I'll be able to get in on the residue of their worship. Amen. And faith will start rising in my heart until I can lift one hand without wrath and one without doubt and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I just believe somehow you're going to do it. I can't see how you're going to make a way, but just somehow I know today that you're going to make a way for me. Hallelujah. I tell you today that when we come into the house of the Lord and we begin to worship him together, one may be low, but the other is high. And we can go to the mountaintop of God together and our lives can be changed for his glory. Oh, stand with me today and give him some kind of praise right here today. dealing with situations in your life and you just say in your heart I'm going to cancel the assignment of the enemy today by faith I'm going to declare the word of the Lord amen takes honesty pastor I I don't don't feel like I'm strong in my faith I don't feel like I've, I've got it all together well welcome to the club But that act of faith, that act of obedience, as Pastor Jamie said a while ago, it's that physical thing that we do that brings about a spiritual result in our life. And so today, as we step out by faith and we say, we're going to just believe God to cancel the assignment of the enemy, the situation that I'm going through. God, I'm just stepping out on your word today. And I'm believing you that that assignment is canceled today in the name of Jesus. Amen. If this word of the Lord is for you, I want you to come and stand here today. And there's going to be some folks that are high in their faith going to come and join with you. And God's going to minister to you this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to go out of here with victory this morning. Amen. I said we're all going to leave here with victory today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're my way maker. You're my problem solver. Hallelujah. You're the lifter of my head. Oh, you're the lifter of my head. Yes, you're the lifter of my head. Oh, I just bless you today, God. I bless you today. Hallelujah. I bless you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you and we praise you in this place today. Is there anyone else this morning? Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Yeah, yeah. 